This is episode 263 of Nerds Eye View for the 16th of February. Happy Valentine's Day, Andrew. Happy Valentine's Day to you. It's a little late. Two days late, perhaps. I can tell how much you love it in your voice. <laughs> if there's one holiday that Andrew loves, it's, it's my birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah, I was going to say it's not Valentine's Day. That's a holiday Day. to me. Yeah. What's well, a holiday for everybody? Just it happens on a different day. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But we have a special guest. Welcome, Kim. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And we're reviewing Deadpool. Yeah. That movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. hero film? Well, it's a, I'd, I'd call it more a unicorn movie. Oh, boy. No? It's a comic book movie. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. Kind of. We'll get to that. Yeah. But before that, we have the top ten. Before that, we have the new releases. And after the review, but before the discussion. Order? Hey, look. I think you're getting orders, all out of order right look, now. There's 16 walls here, so you need to relax. Oh, boy. Uh, we've got the guess the ending. But let's get to the top ten. Okay. Count me down. Some people call me number ten. The boy. Who might go on a number nine. Ride along two. But only if they make number eight. The choice. Which will probably be to exclaim number seven. Hail Caesar. Which is what you shout when you do number six. (laughs) Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. But you might also feel number five. The Revenant. Uh, Which is not the same at all as number four. Zoolander 2. Who definitely knows how to number three. How to be single. Which is not what number two is. Kung Fu Panda 3. Who will all get broken by the walls of number one. Deadpool. And look at these numbers. Did you confirm that I wrote down the right number? I will do some checking once you spitball about it. I... Uh, I trust IMDb for their numbers uh, for the box office here, and Jordan does not. No, no, no. Well, I mean... Uh, according look. to IMDb, Deadpool made $150 million <clears throat> over the weekend, which is a crazy amount of money. That's a wicked amount of money. Uh, I think it's believable. Yeah. Uh, I heard it was breaking all kinds of records just from Friday. Like, it broke a Friday record for R-rated new yeah, release. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, these numbers are good. You know, and it did much better than. Uh, it's kind of odd. Uh, Jordan and I have the theory, the theory of releases and box offices, mm-hmm. where in the same weekend two comedies are being released here: Zoolander Two and How to Be Single, uh, which is generally not how they do releases because yeah. uh, uh, people are people in the mood for a comedy are going to go see one of those two, and mm-hmm. studios would rather not make them fight uh, another thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, because we've long had the theory of whenever we look at the top 10, there's like one of each type of movie, a kid's film, a comedy, a raunchy movie, yeah. a, an action movie, a, a, horror movie. a horror movie, right? So everyone makes most. Yeah. yeah, and there's all these genres that are always represented, and usually they don't, they don't conflict. And here, we have Zoolander 2 and How to Be Single, right? That's what mm-hmm. you're talking about? Yeah. And look, they, they almost made around the same amount of money, and I think it's pretty easy to theorize that if they came out on separate weeks they maybe each would have got more money than yeah. what they made because they're cannibalizing each other's sales yeah so it's just weird that they decided to do that mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, and I honestly forgot that Zoolander 2 was coming out uh, over this weekend did. because it was uh, both Deadpool and How to Be Single, I thought, had much, like, they advertised much better. All over the place. About the fact that they're coming out over Valentine's Day weekend, whereas Zoolander 2, I was like, I'm, is that coming out in March? I like, oh, know. yeah. And then all of a sudden it came out. That's a movie. Yeah. That's it. It was so, weird. It's no wonder that it's uh, lower than I think they wanted it to be on this. Yeah, uh, it's lower than everything. Uh, but I can't remember where Hail Caesar was last week. Maybe I should add that to our info box here. Oh, like they're where they Previous were? Previous standings. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. I can but, do that. Uh, because Hail Just Caesar, <laughs> yeah, we reviewed it uh, last week. Right. And uh, I don't, was it in the top 10? Yes. Okay, I thought maybe it jumped up. No, it was Sometimes, in the top 10. like Coen Brothers, Anderson film, Wes Anderson movies, they jump up. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't great number numbers. Yeah. It was number two. It's good to see it's still in there, though. It was, it was 11 million last mm-hmm. week. But remember, last week was our lowest week in months. It was the Kung Fu Panda week. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Kung Fu Panda mm-hmm. made more money this week than it did last week. That's interesting. It, made, it mm. made only 21 million last week, and it made 26 million this week. That's really interesting. Do you want to know why? Why? You think because like holiday weekend. Yeah. No. Holiday weekend. That's interesting, right? Everyone's got a three-day weekend, weekend, oh, yeah. so they're Presidents like, "Let's Day. go, let's right. go out, mm-hmm. let's go do stuff." And it was, it was also super warm this weekend, mm. so going into a cold movie theater well, at least sounds in nice. California, hey, California, which is makes warm. up for ninety percent of movie sales, I'm certain, and ninety percent of the world. <laughs> California is huge. Yeah, <laughs> these are facts. Geographically huge. <laughs> like when you look at a map of the world, half of it is California. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but these are crazy good numbers, man. Yeah, almost, I didn't think, almost 250 million for I the week. I really didn't think Deadpool was going to do this well. Wow. I, I thought it would do pretty well, it's, but not this well. It's had fantastic advertising. That's crazy to me. And it's it's always it's always been like, no, this is just what the movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. And people were aware of it. And then it got huge, you know, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Didn't didn't Benson say that it was getting like mixed reviews? I think yeah, he did. I think he well because he'd been hearing from people who'd been to screenings, test oh, screenings. Oh yeah, and I've heard even from people who like the movie mixed things that I'm sure we'll get into. Well, later. yeah, it's not it's, it's not a perfect movie. No, but uh, well, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, it seems to know its audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's giving them what they want. All right, so let's move along here. Uh, if you don't want to go out and see a movie that's in theaters, uh, we'll talk about the new releases. Uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week, uh, we have Black Mass. We reviewed that episode 243. Mm-hmm. That's that Johnny Depp movie. And I don't think any of us liked it. No, we didn't like it. At all. No. Uh, because it had the unfortunate side effect of coming out after movies that were based on it that mm-hmm. were much, yeah, yeah. much better. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, did you ever see the movie The Departed, Kim? Yes. Right? So that... Uh, What's his the name? Jack Nicholson character. Jack Nicholson character is based on who this movie's based on. It's mm-hmm. on the same person, the real life person. Yeah. That character was m- totally revolved around that personality, that what they did, you know, to people back in the day, like all kinds of stuff. And that was an amazing movie. The Departed's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So when when you have a movie of that caliber coming out, and then Black Mask comes out, which is like not a bad movie, but it's not amazing. It wasn't distinctive. No. I saw Black Mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like it was it's just, just like, like everything I kind of expected right. to be there was there and 
It didn't surprise me. And here's here's the weirdest thing. We talked about it, but Johnny Depp didn't look. That you know how they changed the way Johnny Depp look. How how he had, like had like weird hair hair and his eyes were like light blue and he had this like weird look on his face. The person that that character is based on, right? The real life person, didn't look like that at all. Oh. So it's just this. It's like disappointing. Yeah, to it's the like weird fans. decisions that they, well, they made. It was like they they made him look more like a monster than the real person was, mm-hmm. and uh, which I'm sure they were doing on purpose. But it just it just came across as so fake and distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inauthentic. So, yeah. Uh, also coming out this week on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Steve Jobs, which we reviewed on two forty-seven. Also based on a real person. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Well, we like that one. Uh, I liked yeah. Steve Jobs. Yeah, that was really good. That's masterclass. Like that's Aaron Sorkin at the top of his game, mm-hmm. and it was Danny Boyle, right, that directed yeah, Danny it. Boyle directed and it. his visual style just made everything more kinetic. Because sometimes movies where everyone's talking, yeah, can feel like stagnant, like boring, right? Yeah. But everything felt so tense, suspenseful. Yeah. It was so suspenseful. Yeah. It's really crazy to me that it did not receive an Oscar nomination for writing. Right. That's really crazy. Because it deserves it. Yeah. I love the dialogue in that movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, what's his name? Michael Fassbender got nominated for the acting. Good. So He did an amazing job. Yeah. I think the writing was better, though. Well, yeah. It's just weird to me, the way that these nominations go in the Oscars. Fuck. That's a sham. It's a sham. I know. You don't have to tell me. Okay. Just, it just, it bothers me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find anything good coming out on DVD only. Eh, no one, it's a dead format. <laughs> well, it's, as you say, it's all those movies from the 40s and 20s that are finally coming out. And yeah. They're just like, ah, oh, we'll just drop it on DVD. Yeah, whatever. If we got a million of them in the warehouse, just mm-hmm. print a label. Who gives but, a crap? Hold on. Huh. Do you want to know the only reason stuff still comes out on DVD? Because well, so many PS2s stole. And they, oh, they gave... Yeah, and they gave away DVD players with TVs back in the day. Oh, well, yeah. So there's just a million of them out there. Mm-hmm. But anyone worth their salt has a Blu-ray player. Well, I feel like it's like, is, is, is it even possible that at some point in the future, much like people collect records now, like, mm-hmm. and they're still making records mm-hmm. for people that like will, you know, will, will pine for uh, like a VHS or something? Like what? Like what is, could that even be a thing? I think no, for the simple reason that records have a distinct sound to them mm-hmm. that, that makes them stand out compared to other forms. Yeah, right? nostalgic. Yeah, and sound. when you listen to something on a record, mm-hmm. on, on vinyl, it has a very bassy feel. You can almost feel the music mm-hmm. coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you put on an old DVD... Or an old VHS, you're just like, uh, it's what just... What about that static? It's, yeah, it's just Yeah, blurry. I want that static, I want that tracking, I want to have to, like, adjust the thing. The difference yeah. is, the difference is, is you can you can fake that with... Ah, uh, no, it's not the same. It's, you, you can say the same thing with music. You can, you can fake. Yeah, oh, you can tell no. if it's faked. No way. Uh-huh. There's a huge resurgence of people buying vinyl right now because you can't fake it. Well, I think, if anything, the closest... I, I just thought about it for more than 10 seconds. I was like, the closest that it comes is... Um, People who collect like the movie reels, yeah. like the like um, Quentin Tarantino has like a huge movie reel collection, yep. just based on the fact that like that's how it originally was presented. Well, now everything's all digital, so it's, it's also because he's going to, uh, you know, claim insurance fraud one day because those things are. <laughs> Those things are flammable. Horribly flammable. Nah, he's probably got a protected. <laughs> it's like that's like library. a bomb. 
Well, for vinyl, isn't it cool to have a good collection? Yeah. You're cool, but right. if you have a collection of VHS... You're just weird. You're just... You're like, those are cool yeah. closets, You're no Grandpa. longer cool. <laughs> I love your closets full of VHSs. Those are so dope. <laughs> I love VHS. Well, I love like the art on the boxes. I think DVD well, those are cover cool, yeah. art is not as good as But you VHS can just you art. can just scan those in and put those to change.org. Oh, or or uh, No, what not change.org. Uh, archive.org. Oh, there you go. My bad. Wrong wrong org came out. Anyway, uh, we do have one thing that's new on Blu-ray uh, that I wanted uh, you guys to try and guess what it's about. But right before the show started, Jordan revealed to me that he is a big fan of this film. Amos and Andrew is coming out on Blu-ray. I, new love, on Blu-ray. I love this movie. Uh, so, Kim, I will give you some clues about what this film is about and uh, just weave a tale. Come up with, I don't know, uh, it's generally nobody ever gets it right. Nobody. Uh, yeah, we've so gotten worry close about that. on like titles that were like pretty obvious, but we've never gotten it right. Okay. Just just have fun with it. So Amos and Andrew is okay. a film that's coming out new on Blu-ray this week. It stars Nicolas Cage and Samuel Jackson, and one of them I won't tell you who, but one of them is a car thief, and the other one is a writer. It came out in 1993, so it was a while ago. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think? What I is... have no idea. <laughs> Just make up something, whatever you want. So one of them is a one of them is a car thief. One of them is a writer. That's all. That's all you have. I would say Nicolas Cage is the car, t- car, car thief. Car thief. All right. Um. So I'm supposed to guess the just the plot. Like just plot. you don't need to go into super big details. You like could just why, be why like why do you think these two people have have joined together? Yeah, why are they why are they <laughs> thrust together? What what happened? The um the writer is poor in needs of uh he needs a cash to continue writing paying for his um Porn collection. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, because he feels it's unethical to download. and um, Nice. And so he's like, "Who? Uh, how do I get cash quick? And uh, he enlists Nicolas Cage to steal a bunch of cars to make that money. Um, so that's my guess. I like that. It's a little bit like Gone in 60 yeah. Seconds. Yeah. With Except a twist? Because it's it. all porn. Yeah. Uh, I've got a point of contention. This... Yeah, this description leaves out a big plot point. Well, it's also wrong. Because I, I went to IMDb <laughs> yeah. for a better wrong. description, and it's the IMDb description is good is better, but also yeah. a little judgy, I'm going to yeah. say. If you've been well, to the, IMDb... Well, the, the point of the movie is it's judgy. Oh, no, but the, the review, the, the, the what description... What someone, someone Someone came up with a description and then called... Nick Cage and Samuel L. Jackson, like the most unbelievable pair seen on a movie screen or something. Oh, and I, I was like, were, I why great. are you getting judgy in the description? Yeah. So Samuel L. Jackson is a writer who has moved into a rich neighborhood. And, and the neighborhood's actually on like a little island. It's um, Martha's Vineyard or something. Yeah. It's one of those. And uh, he's a writer and he's just moved in. And the police think that he's a thief. Because he calls and reports Nicolas Cage trying to steal his car. And he's black. Yeah. yeah. And the cops show up, and who do you think they think is the thief? Samuel yeah. Jackson. Yeah. 
So then it it becomes a crazy thing where the police chief tries to bribe Nick Cage into like pretend kidnapping Samuel Jackson so that the police won't look like they're being racist because they don't want to be sued. Oh, okay. And then in Nick the, Cage Nick Cage helps him. Then they end up having to team up because they think the police are going to kill them. Yeah. It's a crazy movie. It's fun. The cover looks great. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, I'll show you the cover. It's, it's like Nick Cage and, uh, <laughs> and they're Samuel holding Jackson. Hands. Yeah, they're holding hands running away from a cop car. <laughs> they have a great moment where they, uh, they have a fight in, front of, in his lawn and Nicolas Cage loses because he has hay fever and they just cut the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like sneezing really hard and he's trying to fight but he can't do it. And Samuel Jackson just knocks him down and he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I have hay fever. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, all right, moving on to new releases on TV. Uh, Girls, the complete fourth season. Which is a show that Andrew hates. Uh, you know, I, d- I couldn't get into the second season. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, normally, we would also try and guess whether or not Jordan has seen this, but he's gone on record that he has never watched Girls. Yeah, and I meant to because Adam Driver was great in Star Wars. And also, I need to watch We Are Young. Isn't that it? We Were Young? Uh, Isn't he in that when movie? When we're young? When we're young. While we're young. While we're young. There's One a of those. <laughs> it's it's a name. Yeah. With young at the end. Yeah. Yeah. W W Y. What? When we're young. I think it's while we're young. Well, yeah, see, it doesn't matter though. It's W W Y no matter what. <laughs> it's not like the the zipper company. What is that? X X K K or K. Hey, you are one letter away from being racist, so you need to watch yourself. <laughs> what? You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Okay. I think it's YYK, but anyway. It's a zipper company. Yeah. Whatever you say, Andrew. Just look at any zipper. They make all the zippers. Look, in order to look at the zipper on my shorts, I'd have to take them off. <laughs> so let's not. Let's just oh, move fine. on. Fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's it for the new releases. Uh, if you want to check any of those out, go to your local video store. If you can find one. If you can find one, support them, help them out. Please, please, God help them. Yeah. I went to a local video store recently. Oh, what? Uh, a rental store, of course. Did they look down at your nose at you like the comic book guy in Simpsons? Are no. Uh, it was... Asian? No, it was... Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> we wanted to watch Face Off, and oh, none of us owned it. So good. And you should have called me up. I got it. We we thought it was streaming on something Netflix nope. or anything. And no, nope. it's not. It used to be, mm-hmm. it used to be, Yep, it got dropped. But now it's not. Uh, so I had to go down to a video rental store. It was, what was it called? Broadway video. Nice. Um, and that is quite an ordeal to rent a, so a DVD in this day and age. Yeah. Because you have to like sign up for a membership. Yeah. So they make you still you, sign up for a membership. In case you steal it, you know, it's like they, they know where you. to find you. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so funny. But it was totally worth it. Oh, of course. It was totally Face, Face Off is an amazing it. movie. <laughs> uh, and we still, right. we still need to come up with a title for the sequel. It's Two Face Off 2. I don't like it. Because they're going to do two faces and it's face off two i so think two it's face off two i think it should be face off two but when you have like the logo for it mm-hmm. it should be face and then the two like huge no, and then like off that. i don't like that on the other side so I don't like that no no well uh did you know what this is a fun fact please uh the the director mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember his name right john now. woo yes john woo <laughs> he insisted don't, don't know who the director right is look look if you see doves in a movie it's john woo John, it's John motherfucking Wu. Okay. <laughs> uh, he insisted yeah. that the slash stay 
between face and off yeah. in the title. Oh, yeah. So they wouldn't get confused with hockey. Yeah. People wouldn't think it was a hockey movie. Well. Because apparently face off is a hockey term. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know sports. <laughs> but you are right. Th- that seems wild to me. Well, he's a man of vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So when we come right back, uh, we will be reviewing Deadpool. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. The cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. All things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, We'll see about that, Posh Spice. Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? I wanna shoot, baby. Packed in your stack, especially in the back, rub. I wanna thank your mother for a butt like that. Your shotgun bang. What's the put that thing? I wanna know how does it hang? You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Cue the music. X Girl, give it to you. Wait for you to get it. What the? X Girl, deliver to you. Oh. Red with the enemy. No matter how many caps I break, when I'm back, Reeks like old lady pants in here. Why such a douche this morning? Oh. You are hard to look at. You look like the topographical map of Utah. Exactly. I am very turned on right now. You are haunting. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. Thank you. Deadpool, directed Did- by Tim Miller, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds, Marina Baccarin, TJ Miller, Ed Screen? Screen? Screen. Sure. And uh, what, Gina Carano? Mm hmm. A couple other people in there? Some people. Mm-hmm. TJ uh, Miller. I already said that. You know what? He was the most important part to me. He was great. I love T.J. Miller so much. Yeah, he's good. I'm so glad he was in this movie. Yep. Um, and that's my review of Deadpool. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so Deadpool, this is, uh, for some, the long-awaited film adaptation of the Marvel Comics character. Right. Uh, known as the Merc with a Mouth, 
who appeared in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, also played by Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Uh, but that did the character entirely wrong. Yep, and it upset everybody. And then he also kind of played the same character in Blade 2. Three. Oh, was it three? Mm-hmm. You're right, it was three. Which was weird to me that they Jer- referenced Blade 2 in this film, but not but Blade, not Blade three, 3. Right? What a weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Well. There's but some great, there's some great, I, I don't, they're probably on YouTube. It's referencing the, it all um, over the place. No, there's a great um, blooper reel kind of where it's in Blade 3, like they kind of didn't care what Ryan Reynolds said, his little quips. Oh, he could do whatever he wanted. So he just, they let him go off in Blade 3. He ad-libbed, just, he just said whatever he wanted. He just made it up as he went along and, for his and character. So there's a, there's a great escalation of like in the blooper reel of him getting crazier and crazier to where they can tell, okay, stop. Like that's enough. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because Ryan Reynolds, I think he's a he's a, like a natural comedic actor. Oh, he's great. Uh, so it's it's kind of you know it's great to see him you know get to get real crazy here. What uh, some people have even said he's finally playing the character he was born to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this film even references uh, the fact that he was Green uh, Lantern. And it does it a couple times uh, in a in a you know in a film that people most people didn't like. <clears throat> Yeah, and at the at the top, let's let's talk about for the second the intro. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the intro? Because it it immediately hits you with comedic relief. It immediately is like directed well, by some overpaid tool. Yeah, and they in there's like a picture of him as Green Lantern falling out of somebody's wallet. Well, and there's like the People magazine where it's Ryan Reynolds is on the sexiest cover. man of the year, and it's literally the actual issue that he was on. Yeah, yeah, it's just all over the place. It's mm-hmm. in your face immediately. It's saying we're gonna break the fourth wall. Get ready. Well, I think. Um, if you've ever like read a Deadpool comic, like it comes off as like, oh, they have they're trying to adapt that same style yeah. of the comic to the screen, mm-hmm. and they're doing pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, I was reading the um, the new I, I I don't know what they call it. I don't know how runs work in comics. It's like, but it was a, a run where um, like every at the beginning of each issue, they kind of they usually have a recap page for oh, people right. just picking up the issue, but the Deadpool recap pages were always done by Deadpool. Like he's sitting there saying, here's what happened in the last issue. And it's, and he's making, he's making commentary on it. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of Deadpool is that he's aware that there's an audience. He's aware that the world is weird and mixed up. Nothing really makes sense. So he just is all the time just kind of looking at it and pointing it out. And everyone's like, what are you even talking about? Who are you talking to? And he just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of great in the comics. The way that they pull it off usually is that they have, um, um, like narration boxes and then like Deadpool's thoughts mm-hmm. and they interact with each other. And it's, oh. yeah, it's really, uh, it's really an interesting, uh, play on the format. And, and in the movie, they kind of just do it by, uh, it's a classic style of like Deadpool just looks at the screen, which yeah. is, you know, breaking that fourth wall. So, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. So enjoyable. It's like, yes, you know what I'm thinking about <laughs> and you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it kind of—I mean—it plays with the um, the format of a like a comic book movie or a superhero movie, whatever you want to call it. Even at one pen says, <clears throat> "Do you think this is not this is not what you think it's going to be? This is not a superhero movie." Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to tell you why, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a good ride. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I don't know how else to elaborate on that. Yeah, because as soon as we start talking specifics, that's like spoiler stuff. Because the meat of this movie, yeah, there's really good action. Yeah, there's 
an overarching story of you know guy gets sick which we've all seen in the trailer guy gets yeah. sick guy tries it kind to of get takes better a while to get to that yeah it takes which, the time which i think what's interesting about that is that the movie starts with introducing us to deadpool yeah. we meet deadpool before we meet wade wilson mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like they know the writers or however you know maybe even the editors like they know to to you want to stack it at the front with what we're looking for, which is Deadpool. We want to see this character go crazy mm-hmm. before we get like, we have to wait through like, Oh, this is how he got here, which, you know, some people enjoy like the origin stuff, but for most movies, it's like, okay, let's just get through that origin so we can get to the, the fun part where they're actually, they are the character. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, kick ass mm-hmm. a little bit where it kind of works backward, mm-hmm. but it, but it does it at a really good pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we get, we get some action and then we get some backstory. We get some action, we get some backstory. We don't have like, like some movies fall into the trap of we've got a nice good action scene at the beginning and then we've got like 45 minutes of backstory and then the action starts again after that. No, this is peppering it throughout mm-hmm. and it does it at a really good pace. You know, no one ever gets bored, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. Yeah. And I do, I mean, uh, as, as much as I don't like kind of a format of starting in the middle and then going back and explaining everything, mm-hmm. what, what makes it fun in you know, Deadpool is that mm-hmm. in the movie, once we catch up and Deadpool, like he looks at it and he goes, okay, you know where this goes. And then they literally fast forward through that part and get to the, where we're catching up with everything, mm-hmm. which yeah. that's, I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> and that's like, not at the end work. of the movie either. No. We're, we're like, we're still like halfway. Halfway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's still plenty to do. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty neat. Uh, I don't know. I've heard people complain that there's too much flashback. There's mm. too much Wade Wilson. There's too much of him before uh, he becomes what he becomes. What do you think, Kim? I don't feel that way at all. Mm. I think um, it was paced really well. Where anytime I felt like uh, I was going to get bored a little, uh, the movie would have a joke or he would say something and I'm like laughing out loud. Or someone was getting their head cut off. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. a uh, little bit behind the scenes, you and I were watching a movie before that and I noticed you a couple times you were yawning. Like you were I ready was to falling fall asleep. asleep. Yeah. For sure. But you were wide awake for, for Deadpool. Because it made you laugh out loud and I think uh, the way the comedy is, it, mm-hmm. it makes you... You know, you want something to be funny, and you're like, okay, that was funny. But this one was, like, jarringly funny. Like, oh, my God. Like, almost it shocked my, you into yes, laughter. Slapping my um, thigh in the theater. Yeah. Laughing and looking around, kind of. Because you, you realize you're surrounded by other people that are laughing, too. Yeah. And there was one, I forget, man, I wish I had made a mental note of it. There was one time where I laughed so hard, I, like, coughed. Like I, I had to take a moment because mm-hmm. I was laughing so hard. And I, when, I, when I think of any detractors that are talking about maybe the Wade Wilson parts were too slow, I would love to see like a breakdown, like a timeline of like how much time we spent with those flashbacks versus how much time we spent with Deadpool mm-hmm. to see what the breakdown was, if it was actually a lot of time or if it wasn't. But I think it's just because the pace in those scenes is so deliberate, mm-hmm. different in a way. It still, it still moves. But they're not, they're not pulpy. They're not action He's not making a joke every five seconds. They are meaningful. He is establishing relationships. You know what I mean? There is quiet, peaceful moments, some loving, mm-hmm. you know, scenes. And, like, that is so antithetic to what happens later. That is so different mm-hmm. that I think 
I feel I feel like yeah, we know what this movie is going to be, which is just crazy jokes and and crazy action. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good grounding him in his past. I think it's good showing where he came from because he was still a goofball before. Mm-hmm. You know, this just amplified it, and and we need to see the man before we see the superhero. Mm-hmm. Or we need to, in order to understand the superhero, we need to see the man, or just the hero. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to be called it, or just the super. I don't even know. It's not even a hero. Yeah. Just a person who's flawed (laughs) and was given abilities. Yeah, and I don't want to call him a super either because then it just sounds like he manages an apartment complex. Uh, (laughs) I do think it's interesting that this film kind of does tackle head on. uh, He doesn't want to be called a hero. Yeah, he hates it. He hates it. Which which connects to earlier when he's like, no, I'm not a hero. Like, he... He has this need to help people. Like several people make a, a point of saying it throughout the movie of like, you go out of your way to help the little people. Mm-hmm. But he never wants to accept responsibility. And it might be because he feels guilty for the wet work he did in, as special forces. Because mm-hmm. it talks about how many confirmed kills he had back then. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's trying to make up for it by helping people, by taking jobs where, you know, even though he's getting paid for it, he's still helping. And his the the job we see him do in that first flashback, he doesn't even take the money. He says, "Give it back to her," because mm-hmm. I don't want to take the kid's school lunch or lunch money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just shows that that's his character. And even the act of of the selfishness of him going after the crew that you know to try and change himself to mm-hmm. try and help mm-hmm. himself, he's still taking out a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So mm-hmm. while his methods may have changed, while he's willing to spill blood. It's not like he's just, you know, he's not a, he's not murdering innocent people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Are f- you trying to make excuses for his behavior? I don't think he needs excuses for it. I think he loves it. <laughs> I don't think anyone needs to make excuses for Deadpool. Um, I just think it makes sense. You know what I mean? Based on who he was before, the atonement he was trying to get, and then, you know, trying to get back to what, what he wants to do, uh, who he wants to be with, he's going to do whatever he can. And he's got the the capabilities and, and the healing X factor to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Nicely said. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, um, now I kind of honestly don't remember. I don't know if you remember Jordan, but mm-hmm. like uh, I was trying to figure out where, where exactly does this fit into the whole Pantheon X-Men, you know, Fox, like, cause doesn't Fox own Deadpool? Mutants? They had no Fox, I, Fox as in fantastic four Fox. I think the, they the, own the 20th Century Fox logo came up for the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, it's them. But they they don't. It's a side story um, thing. Because X Men is owned by another one. I don't even remember. I can't even keep Sony. Track. It's so ridiculous. How Sony's logo came up, didn't it? I mean, they're probably I've, working together a little bit. Yeah, but they had to as in they order even, for licensing. They rights. note in the movie the only two mutants that you see inside of uh, Xavier's school uh-huh. is the Negasonic Teenage Warhead and uh, Colossus. Yeah, and he even makes that clip of yeah. like, I guess the studio could only pay for two X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind Huge of... Huge mansion. Yeah, it kind of gets... This is where we're going to enter like a weird, I feel like, confusing time where what movies connect and what movies don't connect. Well, there's a great joke later that I feel is like almost spoilers though, mm-hmm. where he's talking about, because Colossus says he's taking him back to see somebody... And he oh, goes. Spoilers. He goes. Well, that's which which Xavier? Yeah, he says uh, Stewart or McAvoy. Stewart or McAvoy. Yeah, because I can't even tell these days. Yeah, it's just like it's so good. I don't know Be- because I, I he he talks about Ryan Reynolds at some point. Yeah, 
Yeah, he talks that's, about himself. That's kind of the fun of like, it. Like this is this is just the world we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like to know these things. Okay, I like to know I, which I universe know. that we're well, in. Well, I, f- I feel like we're gonna have to do some research when we find that out. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, see, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want to do the hard work. I just, he just wants you to have the answer. Yeah, he wants me. Yeah, look, he knows I got a computer in front of me, but I'm not googling it. I just want all the studios to work together. I would like to make beautiful things yeah. for us to watch. I it's, agree completely. It's it just feels a little ridiculous to me that we have two different versions of um, the Speedy Kid. What the hell is his name? Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Is that his name? Yeah. Good lord. It is. Uh, and then it took them like three years of deals just to get Spider Man in the Civil War movie. Yeah. Like that's insane that it. <sighs> these people. Like Marvel, you know, Marvel is Marvel. It should all be able to connect mm-hmm. and hang out, and they can't because of movie studios. Because people are it's just, dumb. It's just a little annoying. I agree. That's all. Uh, oh, but there was a trailer for X-Men Apocalypse that I saw before oh, this one. We I, didn't, we didn't see that trailer? No. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't seen the trailer before, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of like where this is going. So that could be cool. We saw a trailer for Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Batman-centric trailer. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one that's meant to fool me into thinking that I'll like it. I haven't seen that trailer, and it was, it was all right. Exactly. I had seen GIFs of that trailer, and I was like, is this new footage? What's happening see, whenever Batman is fighting? I love it. But see, I see all this stuff, <laughs> and then I think about the Punisher-centric trailer that I watched for Daredevil. Ooh, that's And good that just too. blows everything else out of the that's water. That's so good, too. That is such a good trailer. Yeah. Netflix is making better trailers than giant production companies. When Punisher says to Daredevil, you're just one day away. One bad, no, one one bad bad day day away from being me. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so good. He's like, you're just, you're just doing half measures. (laughs) Half measure. That's a, I love that. I've loved that phrase since Breaking Bad. Yeah. There's that episode of Breaking Bad, no more half measures. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Yep. That's a good trailer. Netflix has all that data though. They have all that customer data. Mm -hmm. Well, they know what people like. Yeah. And they turned it to their advantage. They started making, they put out better TV shows and they're on their way to making good movies, Mm -hmm. like better than most companies. And that's crazy. Like good for them. Well, Idris Elba did win the BAFTA. He did? I didn't know that. The BAFTA. Fantastic. He was so good in that movie. But that's, yeah, for Beasts of No Nation. Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. Which, Which is absurd that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar or, you know, that, that film got barely anything. I don't well, think. he's he's not white. Oh, okay. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're right. Uh, it's a little absurd. It's still like the the biggest example to me is that Sylvester Stallone got nominated this year for Creed and not um, not Michael B. Jordan. The star of Creed didn't get nominated for Creed, but the other guy, like the original. Rocky. Did you Did you watch like, Creed? No. That's, no, I can't. That's a really good movie. Okay. It's like the sixth Rocky film. And it's it's like it's way better than good. it has any right to be. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how good it is. Uh, but anyway, back to superheroes. Or just heroes. Important stuff. Or just... Supers. Fighting, Supers. Fighting Man- mutant type. Managers of apartment complexes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of... Um, Colossus and Teenage Negasonic, whatever her name is. I loved it's it. It's too long of a name. I knew. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> I knew I liked it when he was making commentary and she just goes, yeah, you got me in a box. <laughs> I like, well, in that moment, I liked that Deadpool was so excited. Yeah. He was so happy that like someone admitted he won. Yep. That was it's funny like, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the relationship between Colossus and, and uh, Warhead was interesting. Yeah. Where he's like training her. Yeah, he's trying to be a mentor. And I kind of think uh, in the other X-Men films, we didn't really get much into Colossus. Yeah. 
so it's like kind of this one character. Always. Yeah, this one kind of has allows it to have a fresh start on Colossus, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we can just kind of do whatever we want mm-hmm. with this character, and then they throw in this new Nega Sonic Teenage Warhead character, which is kind of a fun, fun jab at you know teenagers and whatever. Yeah, and and I like it because in the in all of the X Men comics, there was always like this mentorship going on. Mm-hmm. There was always one superhero helping a, a fledging superhero like get on their feet mm-hmm. and kind of find their own identity and stuff and mm-hmm. aside from the like, relationship between Wolverine and Rogue in the first X-Men film mm-hmm. no other film has really had that mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to see that even though yeah it's because of the constraints of the studio and and them working together and all that stuff mm-hmm. it's still nice to see because they are so different from each other mm-hmm. but it's good um, but yeah I think the one real complaint I'd have about the film is the kind of lack of development of side characters. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I really enjoy TJ Miller as like a comedian and an actor Mm -hmm. and he played a weasel, the owner of the bar. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I I thought there was an interesting relationship between, between him and Wade in the beginning before he becomes Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And then that continues to grow after he becomes Deadpool. And then he just kind of drops off, Yep. which I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. But that's where that went. And same thing kind of with, even we don't really get a lot of development with the the blind woman that Deadpool mm-hmm. lives with. Yep. I mean, she has a lot of good comic relief moments, and I, you know, I laughed when he called her Mrs. Magoo like mm-hmm. that. That really, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, but you're and, right; they're not they're not well rounded. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked um, Marina Baccarin's character, yeah. I can't remember, Vanessa. She was great. Um, her introduction was fantastic in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she actually gets to kind of grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the rest of them, like even for Colossus and Negasonic, I thought, oh, I mean, they're here for the good fight scene. Yep. That's about it. But yeah, yeah I can see that. I'd like, I mean, if they come back in the sequel, that'd be cool. If another movie gets to use them, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, shuffle them back into the next X-Men movie. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Why not? They but deserve it. Yeah. Because studios are, are greedy. Because uh, I don't know if you knew this, they greenlit the sequel like Friday. Like the movie came out Friday, and then they announced later that day, like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a sequel," because yeah. it was making so much money. Deadpool two. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, what do you think? Are you would you be excited to see a sequel? Of course. Like right when it ended, I'm like, uh, I expected the sequel to start, you know, production yeah. right away. Yeah, because it was so good. It's like oh. one of those movies where you're like, yes, that was awesome. I want more of this. And mm-hmm. when can I get it? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus, Sign me up. Uh, oh, this was a really good original. I hope they don't fuck up the, <laughs> the sequel. You know, the sequel. Yeah. yeah. You, you, like the way they did such a good job with this, you can kind of trust them. Like, oh, they're going to do a good job with the sequel. Because they, they need, know you. Yeah. They just need to hurry up and make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, we'll wrap up the review portion right here. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like we all liked it. Yeah, definitely. Go see it. It's pretty good. In theaters, because it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's great on the big mm-hmm. screen. And so we'll have more in the discussion at the end of the show. Yeah. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. What's coming out new in theaters, Andrew? Uh, we have Race. And then Risen. And The Witch. And then Busco Novio para mi mujer. <laughs> It, that's in limited release. Yes, it is. Uh, before we get to guess the ending, uh, let's get out some thanks. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks to Silent Partner. 
uh, whose song Sophomore Makeout is our theme song. From the YouTube audio library. Yeah, that's where we got that from. Ooh, uh, if you like stuff. our logo, uh, go find Justin Kizan. He drew that. And uh, he's a writer for Agents of Guard. That's oh. agentsofguard.com. I know that website. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, if you like podcasts, you should also check out Pick Your Path. Uh, that's a choose your own adventure style podcast that uh, myself, Matt Benson, and David King write. Right. Uh, season one came out last year. Uh, that's six episodes of story goodness. Uh, season two is coming soon at some point this year. Uh, we've been releasing a couple of bonus episodes to keep listeners. I didn't know that satiated. Cool. Uh, I mean, they're not as uh, elaborate as the real season. Yeah, they're just little nuggets of joy. Well, that's uh, the only way to describe them. BenviewNetwork.com slash PYP to check those out. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Go check those out. Jordan? I do a little bit of streaming over at Twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly. Please also follow GA Weekly on Twitter because that's where you'll get updates about all of our broadcasts. And come by Monday through Saturday because we're streaming all types of video games and you'll find something you enjoy. Kim, do you have anything you want to promote? Your website, your Twitter? Uh, yes, I blog at kimpossibledang.com. And uh, it's just about whatever I'm interested in, my random adventures as a female entrepreneur. Yeah, and you do rock climbing too. Yes, I love rock climbing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If anyone has any interest in... Um, getting into it then yeah contact me and i know some really good people who can help nice cool uh and you should check out all the other podcasts on the benview network just go to benviewnetwork.com and our personal website nevpodcast.com uh, you can email us uh, with your thoughts and more nevpodcast at gmail.com and on twitter we're at nevpodcast and my personal twitter is at podcaster andrew and i'm at true valk and i'm at kim possible ding uh, all right, so now it's time for guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Yay. Uh, I'm up first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be guessing the ending to Race, uh, which is based on history. So, do you, do you like that title? I feel like is that is, title is that title too on the? Numbers? I mean, it's just. I mean, he's he's he he runs right, so it's a race. Yeah, and then it also has to do with his race. Oh my! What? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm blowing Andrew's mind over here. What? Okay, so Race is directed by Stephen Hopkins, uh, starring Stephen James, Jason Sudeikis, Eli Gorey, and Shanice Banton. Uh, it's about Jesse Owens' quest to become the greatest track and field athlete in history and thrusts him onto the world stage in the, of the 1936 Olympics, where he faces off against Adolf Hitler's vision of Aryan supremacy. Whew. Uh, so... Even though it's based on history, it's one of those loosely based on history movies, I think. I think it's going to get real crazy. Well, there's literally someone who comes on screen and does the finger marks for the based based on on true story. story. Uh, Because as this description mentions, in the 1936 Olympics, while he is getting ready to do, you know, his um, track and field, Jesse Owens, he walks out and all of a sudden all of the gates close up and it becomes... A gladiatorial arena. Whoa. And Adolf Hitler himself descends on a platform mm-hmm. and he starts giving one of his crazy speeches. Right. And then just like dozens of the Aryan nation people come mm-hmm. out onto the field mm-hmm. and they have to fight to the death. 
But Jesse Owens wins using his running abilities oh. and his track and field tricks. He does hurdles. He's and got super good reflexes. Jumps and all kinds of crazy stuff. And he manages to defeat all of all of them. Are there any Aryan Tigers? Yes. And in fact, uh, according to this film, uh, Jesse Owens single-handedly defeats Hitler's army. As it should be. And so in that famous, you know, image of him holding the, uh, you know, the medal mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, joining him in solidarity. Is there just blood There's everywhere? There's blood everywhere. Just yeah. bodies. It's just bodies. They're just standing. Murdered. In fact, instead of the three pedestals, it's, it's just bodies, bodies stacked in. Yeah. 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 This is, I think they got, they, they did some edits after seeing Deadpool. Well, yeah. They were like, we need to, we need to up the body count. Yeah. Of every film. <laughs> well, ever. it gets really weird when Stephen James starts, uh, Stephen James starts talking to the camera. But yeah. What can you do? I, I kind of imagine Jason Sudeikis is the one talking to the camera. Oh, what? Yeah. Because that's I like that. he's a comedian, so they're like kind of like, oh, we'll just give it to him. All right. Uh, before before Kim starts, what do you think uh, about the after? You don't. We don't have to talk about it because I know we are not in discussion yet. What? But what do you think about the at the very end of the credit scene? Perfect. Exactly what we needed, right? Yeah. Where he makes the announcement of the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like perfect. Calm down. <laughs> yes. Perfect. How about you calm down? <laughs> All right, Kim, it's your turn. You love dragging segments into other segments. Hey. Confusing everyone. I don't need your sass. Uh-huh. I was going to walk away because you're like, there's something afterwards. And uh, I saw like a little cartoon. Oh, yeah. The cartoon was cute. All those cartoons cute. popping around. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, with the unicorns. That's, mm-hmm. that's And the done. rainbows and the money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's done. We can get up now. And you're like, hold on. Like, no. Hold on. <laughs> like, no. I have to use the bathroom, but we're staying. <laughs> yeah. And, um. Well, it, he was like, uh, nope, nope, nope. It's your turn. Oh, what? Did you forget? You got to guess the ending. The witch. There you go. Director is Robert Eggers. Yep. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Innocent, Kate Dickey, Julian Richings. Nice. It's about a family in the 1630s, New England, uh, is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. I'm really proud of you getting through those names because uh, most, Thank people, you. most people can't do it. I'm just saying. Oh. What's this uh, Busco Novio para mi mujer? Well, no, no, no. Now, now you have to guess the ending for the witch. Remember how you guessed for Amos and Andrew? Yeah. Now you got to do it for the witch. Okay, so uh, I love horror movies. And in the end... What happens is most of the time everyone dies. So uh, I would say they one person will get probably disassembled. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> disassembled? <laughs> oh, my God. That, that breaks the factory warranty. <laughs> and um, one person will probably be up in a tree dead. Oh, um, just hanging up there? Yeah. Oh. Just hanging um and uh yeah they'll they'll all die of grisly death so the but the witches will survive or, or the witches will die too the witches or the witch the witch the is, witch or is, is there even a witch is there even a witch or are they just killing each other because of their fear because of a mental breakdown oh man imagine like a, a like a true like crazy psychological horror story but set in 1630s my goodness my goodness <laughs> so they just all die they just all die okay i think that's that's appropriate and that's kind of what you want 
uh, in horror movies. Yeah. No. That's what I want. I want everyone to die. Maximum effort, maximum body. Maximum bo- gore. Maximum body count. Yeah. Oh, man. The light in her eyes. <laughs> Andrew, you're looking at your phone. You missed it. Yeah. I said maximum body count, <laughs> and her eyes lit up as she said yes. <laughs> like, that was a little frightening. That was, whoa. Man, I'm just going to do mine now. <laughs> yeah, go on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in uh, Espanol, please. Uh, busco novio para mi mujer. Uh, directed by Enrique Vigne, starring uh, Arith de la Torre, uh, Sandra Echeverria, uh, Jesus Ochoa, or Ochoa, and Alejandro Guatara. Paco, so fed up with his nagging and nitpicking wife, comes up with an ingenious plan to end the unhappy union, find her a boyfriend by hiring a f- professional seducer named El Tigre to whisk her off her feet and out of the marriage. I should really read these beforehand. Yes. Because, uh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, Spanish-language version of Hitch. Oh, okay. Except ah. instead of uh, uh, Mall Cop, uh, it's going to be a, a, a dashing Mexican fellow. Mm. And uh, he hires the seducer... But all the seducer ends up doing is like bringing them closer together because it makes him realize like he starts getting jealous for the first time in his life. He sees her eyes light up at the thought of someone else and it just tears him up inside. And uh, the way it works out is he gets angry at El Taikore, right? He thinks that even though he's paying the guy to do it, that he's actually starting to fall in love with his wife. But what's actually happening is he's using his wife to get to his wife's sister. Mm. So Al Tigre is falling in love with his sister. The man, Paco, thinks that he's falling in love with his wife and does his best to win her back. It rekindles his love for her. And he starts doing more. He starts caring. And he, he actually makes an attempt to win her back. And by the end, she says, well, of, I knew what you were doing the entire time. Like, you're, you silly man. Of course I understood what was happening. I went along with it, and I was talking to El Tigre, and I'm setting him up with my sister because he's a nice guy. And at the end, they all come together, and he, he like, busts in on them thinking that they're together, but they're actually all just waiting for him, chatting, talking, and they're like, come on, silly. Like, come eat with us, and we'll drink sangria until the sun comes up. Like, it's just cute ending where he just realized how foolish he was and that he always loved her. I thought it was going to go like, uh, what was that one with Liam Neeson? Uh, Chloe? Was that what it's called? Chloe? Is that Liam Neeson? There's, w- no there's a movie idea. where it's um, the wife thinks that her husband is cheating or could be cheating. So she hires like a call girl to test him. Uh-huh. And then it backfires because I think like, she, he, you know, the call girl does sleep with him and uh-huh. the wife is like really angry with her. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah, you did that. <laughs> it's like, that's what you paid me for. Like. <laughs> That's an entire movie. That's a wow. whole movie that's out there. That's a movie. Are we no. still guessing when you describe that? I feel like you're telling me the story. <laughs> no, that was, that was my guess. See, that's oh. how confident you have so to... That's it, like... I gotta bring up my game here. <laughs> well, this day was next time. <laughs> All right, so now we can end the guessing. And also with that, uh, bring the show to a close. Um, I have no idea what we're going to review next week. It was week. Julian Moore, Amanda Seafried, and Liam Neeson. Yeah. Look at you, my friend. Uh-huh. Pulled that out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, Well, I'd say The Witch. Really? But I remember Mama. 
Yeah, I do not. I'm not a fan he of the horror. He does movies. not like horror movies. And we watched Mama the, together. The witch does look interesting. It looks good. It looks more interesting than Mama. Right. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and you're saying the Mama. That was the one that we experienced together. That's why you remember it so well. It was, We've reviewed other so horror good. films since we then. We have, but I was sitting next to him when we watched Was Mama. there girly screaming? No. Okay. But I could feel the tension. Yeah. And we were in a packed theater. So, well, you know, when, when so many people are together and certain emotions arise, you get that communal like amplification of, of the feeling. And there are a couple times where I actually leaned over to him. I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah. I'm sorry I did this Although, to you. <laughs> Jordan almost walked out because there was a dog and it <sighs> was almost in danger. And Yeah, I love animals. So the moment there's an animal in danger, I get up. I get upset. Like, remember how many people died in Deadpool? Yeah. I don't give a shit. If one dog got kicked, I would have like, fuck it, I'm a fucking kid. I'm a son of a bitch. Like, I, I'll get upset because <laughs> I love animals so much. But there was an animal in mom and I was like, they better not hurt that fucking dog. They better not hurt that dog. <laughs> Who cares about the people? Yeah. Pff, people. Yeah. People are dumb. Uh, Dogs are amazing. I don't know. Maybe maybe witch or maybe, I mean, race. Every once in a while, we, could, we need to watch something that's I'm probably gonna, not going to be good and we'll see how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> then we should watch Risen. <laughs> I don't. We don't have to put ourselves through that. Come on. <laughs> Her and I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, "That actually looks kind of whatever." Because it was like eighty uh, percent scenes from the battle scenes. Yeah, and the, those look well done. Sure. And I was like, "Yeah, well, I'll watch." It's probably, I'll the, watch but that. that's you saw all the battle scenes, and then the rest of the movie is going to be him walking well, around look, going, "Have you seen Jesus?" If I can see the modern, <laughs> if I can see, no, they call him the Nazarene. Uh, uh, have you it, seen the Nazarene? Uh, Who do you mean, Jesus? <laughs> do you mean Jesus? Uh, if if I can watch the modern day equivalent of Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. I will watch that. Movie. I mean, I also kind of like it because it's silly, right? It, it feels looks silly. But the trailer we saw was trying so hard. Well, it feels silly to me because also I think, I mean, the trailer pretty much tells you like like the Tom Felton character kind of like gets converted. Yeah, you need to watch uh, Hail Caesar, <laughs> Kim, because the movie Risen, remember we watched that trailer? Yeah. And is we exactly were... the movie they're making in Hail Caesar. They're making a movie in like what the? F- it's got to be the fifties. Mm-hmm. They're making a movie in the fifties, and it is exactly risen. It's so weird. Exactly. It's so weird. Exact like exact plot. It's L- it's pretty similar. It's insane. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. is that your next movie? Maybe. Maybe. We never say for certain on the show. We like to people guessing. Yeah. Uh-huh. We tell people what we lean towards. Yeah. Uh, so definitely Busconovio. Yeah. It's definitely 100%. But I mean, we're, of course. That's the only... <laughs> there's no other option. I, I really also enjoy that I can't just abbreviate it. You must nope. finish the title if I ever say Busconovio. But, uh, I, can't, I can't leave it hanging. It just... No, man. We'll see if I remember that next week. It's we'll too see perfect. What, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this has been episode 263 of Nerds Eye View. Uh, until next week, I'm Andrew. I'm Kim. I'm Jordan. Remember, listeners, if a pseudo dude comes up to you and says, we can make you better than better, don't trust him. Well, I just feel bad because I'm not going to be able to do the Spanish names justice. Matt, Matt would be so much better at it than I. He, he's the only reason why I even knew that was a thing. <laughs> he was here. All right, let's do the discussion. So Cable. Cable is, uh, yeah, going to be in the sequel. And you didn't watch Into the Badlands, right? The who? 
Into the Badlands, the AMC no. martial art show. No, I so did not. the guy who's petitioning to be Cable, the oh, guy from uh, Avatar, the Avatar villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's Mr. Badlands. Perfect. Mm-hmm. He's he's he plays one of the side characters in Into the Badlands, mm-hmm. a pretty important one. Sure. And uh, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they could bulk him up a little bit, but he's already super muscular. Yeah. Like I think he'd be amazing in the role. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor too. Yeah, it's funny. I'm not very familiar with the character of Cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the not a, not a lot of people are. Yeah, to the, tell the truth. He's. I think he's kind of more part of original Deadpool, like yeah. when Deadpool premiered. Uh, but from what I read, Cable like is a time traveler. Yeah, yeah. He comes. He comes from. Remember in uh, the second one, X Men: Days of Future Past, or whatever. Oh sure. Uh, oh, he comes from a. a he comes from. Where... The, he comes from one of those futures oh, dang. where everything's screwed up. So he huh. comes back to fix it. And apparently he thinks Deadpool's one of the main things that's going to help change the future. <laughs> so it's this guy who's like super gruff, super serious, mm-hmm. like this badass mutant warrior. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to convince Deadpool to help him. And Deadpool's just like, whatever, dude. I don't <laughs> care. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Yes. I like that. Yeah. That's interesting. It'd be super interesting. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk much about the whole villain Thing in the review segment which He's, i mean the the film right from the beginning it makes fun of it by saying you know the the opening the fake opening credits that just say a british villain a british because that's that's pretty typical for action films in general yeah my boy jason Statham, and even for um <laughs> even for like superhero movies it's mm-hmm. like yeah a british villain like that makes sense um or and, or or casting director lawrence lawrence oh jeez he was kind of a villain. Yeah, he was great. Anyway, uh, the, sorry, we're talking about Hell Caesar. The um, what was he called himself? Ajax. Ajax. Um, well, he got it from a cleaning product. Oh, cleaning product <laughs> bottle. <laughs> sure. Um, his his whole kind of thing was that he at one point he told Deadpool he said, "Oh, you know the the mute the mutation that made you like ugly. <laughs> I can fix it." Yeah, he says it's a side effect. I've seen it before, uh-huh. and I can reverse it, but what would be the fun of that? Well, and then at the end of the film, right before Deadpool, you know, when Deadpool's breaking all of his arms, mm-hmm. uh, and he says, I can't fix you. There's no way to change this. And Phil's like, why would you tell me that? That's the only thing keeping you alive. Yeah. Yeah. That that just seems kind of crazy to me. That that, I mean... Yeah, but see... Why would also, he even tell him in the first place that he could fix him? Because Ajax automatically like doesn't like him like he goes oh you're a talker mm-hmm. and through the course of whatever weeks months that they're torturing him mm-hmm. he just keeps pestering him mm-hmm. right on purpose so ajax at that point is doing like torturing him in other ways which includes psychological warfare which is lying and tricking him and stuff like that but that was and after he, he turned because they needed him to turn but that he does all. that the whole time remember when he's like i can't believe you think we were going to turn you into that we're going to turn you into slaves like He's enjoying the fact but that, that he's the lying truth. to him and that tricking is the him. Truth, though. But he, but the only reason he told the truth was to hurt him. Hmm. And at the end of the movie, he does it again. He knows he's lost. He knows he's going to die. He knows that Deadpool has been leading towards this moment. Like he tried to kill his woman. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like all of these things are adding up. He knows he's going to die, but before he dies, he can hurt him one last time. Mm-hmm. And that's by confirming the fact that there's no way to change it. Hmm. All I right. feel like he's the type of guy that if you taunt him or you do anything bad to him, he's going to come at you. Any way he can. Yeah, ten times worse. Or he keeps saying, um, 
what's my name? Yeah. Because he was so pissed that Deadpool found out his name through the dry cleaning tag. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's trying to be dominant and he just never succeeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Yeah. And his, his uh, power was that he couldn't feel pain. And he it also, feel anything. it also increased his reflexes. Yeah. Like he got superhuman, like really good reflexes mm-hmm. and then it fried all of his nerve endings so he couldn't feel any pain. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, uh, you know, he could go toe-to-toe with Deadpool, but then at some point, you know, Deadpool would be healing and he would yeah. be broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be yep. how that fight would end. And yeah, but they end. were paired in their fighting ability because of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, they both take damage. Like, for Deadpool, it hurt, but it would just heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then he had a sidekick uh that we didn't even talk about again in the review uh he calls her angel i believe her full name is angel dust that could be just that was in the comics or something yeah um which i was kind of curious why she was like so subservient to him it seemed like well i mean i wouldn't really get a get an idea at all of what their relationship was and I think by the end of it, she's only captured, not killed. So yeah. if anything, she could cause more trouble in the future. Right. She could be back, especially. Um, um, I feel like her main thing was, I mean, it could have even been Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I mean? Maybe. She was one of the people who went through the program mm-hmm. and then came out on the other side with the superpowers and kind of got indoctrinated. Maybe the same way he did. Mm-hmm. Remember? Because he said he went through it too. Mm-hmm. So you come out on the other side and you either become a puppet or one of the masters. Mm-hmm. Didn't so one of that. Deadpool's uh, associates during the training program survived and became one of the soldiers? No, that I was that someone was, he yeah. worked with when he was in Spec Ops, when he was in the military. Oh. Remember, because he said, like, he named off a bunch of countries and then included Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. And it was something about TGI Fridays? Yeah, because he loved TGI yeah. Fridays down there, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't explain what, what I the thought was, interesting, was doing there. So he called him Bob. Yeah. Well, no, um, it was Bill. Was it Bill? It was Bill. Oh, then that, that must have been... I could have sworn it was Bob. It might have been Bob. Because if it's Bob, then <laughs> I think it's a reference to the comics. Because um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't kill Bob. It was Bob. Okay. I'm pretty sure he didn't kill no, him. No, he knocked, he him, knocked out, him out moved him out of the battlefield. Because um, in the comics, there's a fun little uh, comic series about a guy who works for Hydra. And, is, mm-hmm. and at one point, he has to work with Deadpool... And Deadpool calls him Hydra Bob. Nice. And that's it's it's fun because he tortures him. Yeah. Like Deadpool knows that you know he, he has to work with him, but he's like, but I don't like you, so I'm just gonna do everything I can to torture you. So yep. if anything, that would that's kind of a fun um, reference to Hydra Bob, perhaps. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't say Hydra because. <clears throat> yep. Mar- uh, Marvel Disney dumb Marvel bullcrap. Disney Marvel owns that. Yep. That's crazy. Um. What was another thing I wanted to talk about? So Cable... Oh, and apparently um, in the comics, uh, Vanessa is also a mutant or mm-hmm. will become a mutant. Or she becomes a mutant. Some, something like that in the comics. And so it was kind of interesting that in this film, they didn't reveal any of that. Yeah. It kind of seemed like maybe she was... showed her hair changing. Did it? Which happened to Rogue. Did you notice over the timeline, she had very short hair. Uh-huh. And then it got longer and longer and longer. But after a certain point, it was after he got diagnosed, Mm -hmm. she had streaks of white in her hair, the same way Rogue does. I didn't notice that at all. I didn't notice at all. I I swear to God. You're very observant. (laughs) I know. Uh, Because it's interesting that that it would be that because, in fact, her mutant power in the comics is shape-shifting. 
she's able to change the way that she looks. Like I noticed her hair grew, but um, oh, I, I thought it was just like different angles, yeah. and sometimes no, I see she her got, hair it wasn't shorter. it wasn't like gray, like her hair was graying. Mm-hmm. It was literally streaks mm-hmm. from the root. Well, I don't know. Well, what if she got a dye job? <laughs> it was it was after a certain point her hair was like that every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not notice that. That's I interesting. To, I swear to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of... You know, after a breakup, girls, they uh, cut their hair, your, they your change f- Your fiancé gets diagnosed with cancer, so you get to, uh, your, hair, your hair done? No. Your fiancé <laughs> leaves in the middle of the night. Well, it was before and you're that. Like, it was, oh, it was? Yeah. It was, way, it was after he got diagnosed, when he was like going through stuff. See, look... Oh, you found photographic evidence. Look at the back of her hair. It's not black. Isn't that like, like the a rest weird of her tie? Hair. That's like a weird no. hair thing. No, because when That's her like hair clip, when her hair is in different ways, like when her hair is done different ways, the white is in different areas. Like look at no, look at the bottom of her her tie. Look at the streak going through it. Uh, Do you see it? See it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's like white or gray. Well, then that might have been done as like a hint to the fact that she eventually will have that power. That's what I'm thinking. Uh. But that would be cool. That'd be cool in the sequel to see oh, her love have it. more of an active role. The same way uh, Pepper Potts did in one of the Iron Man sequels. Oh, yeah. Like, that was really great. Well, look, I really loved it in Iron Man 3 when she, you know, she, uh, spoilers for Iron Man 3 rocked if anyone's it? never seen when that. She rocked it. She gets, a couple of, she gets a couple of minutes of superpower time. Oh, she was so dope. And it's so great. And I wish that they would just let her have those superpowers. Just mm-hmm. let her have them. Uh, but I think they fixed her, you know, they do this. So dumb. Whatever. So dumb. Uh, but yeah, that'd be kind of fun to see her come back in the sequel with some kind of power mm-hmm. that she can use to either help Deadpool or help someone. Or Look at the streaks cool. in her hair, crazy. You know, it's yeah, you're super right. And it wasn't there before? No. Hmm. Her hair was not like that until after she got di- he got diagnosed. That's really weird. That's her interesting. Hair, she got literal, like, it's not like, yeah, no, I oh, see I've it. got, like, blue highlights in my hair. It is a literal streak from her root all the way down to the hmm. end. Yeah, I That'd see be interesting it now with that picture. If that's, that's hinting at that. I think she, maybe she, like, what did it say? Like, the reason they were doing all the torture was an increased yeah, adrenaline, a traumatic, like a traumatic, a traumatic event. Uh, mm-hmm. experience. Finding out the love of your life is going to die, pretty traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Just saying. We'll put, put that look, in your pocket. Look, I'm That's just a saying. theory. I'm just saying. That's a theory for you. I'm just saying. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how much deeper we can go on this because it's just like a lot of speculation it's good at shit. this point. Just go watch it. <laughs> just go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Streak. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.